0: Even hear me. Yay, Kevin made it today. Hey Eric. Eric, I think there must be a holiday. Look at they're all gone. There you are.
1: Oh, magnify the Lord. Hosanna.
0: exalt his name together
2: yes yes indeed together in song basically with the worship team leading us and saying cast your gaze upon us we are here and we honor you yeah amen let's let's pray yeah father in heaven we come before you to say yes we are here with great expectations not because of who we are because of who you are Our expectations are high and we love you because we know that you are great, you are mighty, you are awesome and we praise you and glorify you expecting the Holy Spirit to just move amongst us, to talk to us so that we may understand your ways, we may understand your love, we may understand your glory, we may understand who you are to a deep reflection of who we can be in you, in Jesus Christ's name.
3: Amen.
0: Amen. Well, thank you, faithful. Thank you. This is good. So much of the songs that we sing here in this fellowship come from a root of scripture. And uh, the psalms have been in my head and in my heart um, and kind of my primary place where my devotionals are coming from. And so we're going to just kind of take off on singing the Bible isn't that a good thing yeah and so guys that participate in our men's prayer on Saturday hint um, we'll know this a lot I think everybody does it's one of the first things we read in the Bible let's sing he's okay they're okay let him dance <laughs> let the children dance yeah so Disciples Prayer, Our Father in Heaven, hallowed be your name. You guys know that? Yeah. Morning, Kevin. Here we go, Our Father.
1: Our Father in Heaven, holy is your name.
0: couple of people you guys sound really good <laughs> hallelujah we thank you lord giving him glory isn't that what we're created for something like that right yeah. peggy yes come on
1: All my life you have.
0: our good Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Mm.
1: Your goodness is running after, it's running after me.
0: And God just not just stand idly by and just watch you, what you're doing. He runs after you. Isn't that good? You know God doesn't make junk, right? Doesn't make junk. Yeah. You're highly treasured as a child of God. And he is our king, Amen. We thank you, Lord, for this morning. That as your people, as your body, as your church, as your beloved, that Jesus, you would reign in this place. Holy Spirit, we just open up our hearts door. We just open up. That you would rule and reign and move in our lives today. And that, God, we would recognize you as our Father. See who you are and where it is that you want to be in our lives. We just give you glory, Lord. Thank you for this day. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. We are able to smile. Blessed be your name. Even when it's not going my way, huh? we we'll worship you anyway today. God, I pray that our worship today would not be contained to the song that we sing, but that as we fellowship and as we move together, God, as we listen to your word, interacting with one another, interacting with you, God, that our worship would rise, that this building that we are in could not contain your glory and your goodness in our lives, Lord, as you recharge us, Holy Spirit, get us ready for this coming week, Lord. We come and seek your presence, seek to be filled, filled with your glory, that we just see you, taste you, and touch you, because you are good, and we were created in your image. And we thank you for that today, God. We just give you glory. We give you honor. Let's sing one more time. All my life, you have been faithful. Ready? Here we go. And all my life, you
1: have been faithful.
0: And all my life, you have been so, so good. Amen? Yeah. With every breath that I am able
1: Oh I will sing of the goodness of God Oh I will sing
0: of your goodness Oh He is the lord of your life and you want more of him today. Let's give him a clap offering. Amen. All God's people said. Amen. Amen. Amen.
4: Good morning. Hey, we may be a small group, but we don't worship any less, right? No. It's it's nice sometimes when it's the when it's in youth group, we say it's the core group. I guess that doesn't really apply here because there's a lot of core people that aren't here today. So, <laughs> But this is our core group today. We're glad to see you. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's nice and when we're, as we're, which we believe, coming out of the era of COVID to see people once a week. Yeah? Amen? Yeah. I mean, that was kind of a mellow amen. <laughs> yeah. You get to see an entire faces, see people. People are itching to get out. I'm itching to get out. Anyways, we do have uh, just two things going on this week. So when I say a couple, I mean, I mean a couple. We have youth group on Wednesday. And those of you who know know, uh, Wednesday's after school. And then at 6 to 8 is youth group. Hang out after school, youth group at, from 6 to 8. Snacks, all that great stuff. I made the mistake this week. I think it's a rookie mistake, even though I'm not necessarily a rookie. Uh, I I, I gave, um, you know, I asked, I asked the girls in our group, how can we make this, like, fun for you guys? Like, how, what would you guys like here that's more enjoyable? And they, they said, we want Starbucks. One of them said Starbucks. So I thought, oh, okay, that's harmless enough. Go get them a little Starbucks. And so I did. It was crazy. It was crazy town on here on Wednesday. They, went, they had an amazing time, okay? And I was ne- I've never been more tired than that night. So, no, no more coffee. But we do do all we can to give our students snacks and and foods. So they come here and have lunch. They're not gonna. They're here all day. They're not gonna be starving. They're, there's stuff for them. Um, and then Saturday morning men's prayer. Love to see you guys here Saturday morning, seven a.m. Yeah, let's get some ushers up here. Yes. What? What are we? Oh yes, yes. Just a small thing, um, you know. But we don't want to forget. Katie and Michael, they're doing their, it's a reception, but it's also a service, right? Am I correct? It's the whole deal. It's the whole deal. It's, it's a big deal, guys. It's a big deal. Mike and Katie, next Sunday, all the information is in the bulletin because it's not on the top of my head. It's in the bulletin. Three-ish, it's potluck. Oh, it's right after church? Immediately following church. Okay, I heard three-ish, so, no, no. Yeah, maybe, maybe someone who knows what they're talking about can actually say something.
5: <laughs> Hello. So, as you all know, we got married last year on the 19th instead of the 20th. What? Because, you know, they might have set, shut the world down a little bit. Um, so, next Sunday, immediately following church, or 1230-ish, um, we are going to have the ceremony and the reception. We'd love for you to bring a dish, and we'd love for everybody to be here. Um, When you come next week, it'll be all pretty and set up already because there's no time to do in between. But we'd love to have everyone, and we're really excited to get to share that with you.
4: Yeah, so come and celebrate. Celebrate. A a year in the waiting, right? But it's good. So we're all going to be here, and we get to celebrate Mike and Katie. So it'll be good. Let's pray. Did I miss anything else? No? Thank you, Jordan. Okay, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the morning that we have to worship you together. And we ask, the Lord, that you focus our hearts toward that end, that you focus us in toward you. This morning that you'd open our hearts and minds to receive what you've prepared for us. It may be a blessing to us, a nourishment to our soul. We thank you, Father, for the fellowship that we get to enjoy this morning. I ask, Father, you bless this offering. In Jesus' name, amen.
5: Good morning. Hi there. Hey. What'd you ask, Eddie? It's kids' church time. Yes, you are right. Kids, you are excused. You're welcome to leave towards the back. <laughs> towards the... <clears throat> Who's teaching today, Krista? woo <laughs> uh, Just in case you don't... No one realized Krista is. She's ready to have a baby. I don't know about that. that's gonna happen. Shirt. I like that. it. Do- dollars to dollars to diapers. That sounds like a, like a TV, like a. I like it. Got it. This weekend, next week, dollars for diapers for Blake and Krista. Uh, Billy, good. It's like, don't give it to me, but give it to Billy. How about that? Hey, good to see everybody this morning. Everybody that is here, I think the Wiley family is, is uh, missing, and that's the big hole. That's... Jackie's brother. Okay, got it. Yeah, I figured there was something that the family was uh, being involved in. I didn't hear that—that's what it was. But thank you, Billy. Well, praise the Lord. Yes. Playing hooky, George and Debbie. Yep, uh, I, I did know that. That one, I did know. So, anyway, good morning, everybody. You guys doing all okay? Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to be seen. What's up, William? How are you? Sitting there with the big guys, huh? yeah there you go. I like it uh talking about again the the holy spirit just been we've been on this subject for a, a minute or two and um're we're, we're excited about this i, I I'm going to share some stuff this morning in regards to praying in the spirit and I'd like you to uh to understand something that i I feel like as I share what i'm going to share I know that's not it's not, not going to encompass all of what the Holy Spirit prayer life looks like you guys okay? We're we're just looking at getting what's up. Ah, there he is. He's got it. He's happy now. <laughs> don't you love coming to church? If you if you can say that term, we'll say it. I love being at church, being here on Sunday morning. I know I'm not supposed to say coming to church because we are the church and we don't come to each other. We come. To fellowship with each other and listen to the Lord and hear the Lord I love coming here it's it's a pleasure it's it's something I look forward to anybody else the same way i I, I know I do it's like uh, it's really it's really enjoyable pleasurable I believe that the Lord is here so I'm going I want to talk about praying in the power of the Holy Spirit it's really this kind of this, this term caught my attention a few weeks back, and I was uh, looking into it, and it caught my attention through Scripture. And then um, so many of the things that I've read and, and, and through Scripture, I'm realizing that like, well, praying in the power of the Holy Spirit isn't that essentially where all things happen, and all prayer actually does actually take effect and have an effect. He's just going on. He's got a conversation that I want to be a part of, honestly. I'm, I'm like, I'm not even listening to me. I'm listening to him. And I was trying to say some good stuff, and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Oh, thank you for getting me back on track. I was, I was going to give him the floor and let him come up and preach the word. I, I know. I love it. It's great. Do you not, it, it, yeah. I, I almost want to say, hey, don't quench the spirit, brother. Get on up here. I'll plop. There you go. Let's hear it. Something I'm going to say, and I want you to really uh, hear this, and I want us to hear this as together, um, and I'll say it multiple times throughout this message, is always obey the urge to pray. Always obey the urge to pray. Um, Have you ever had or sensed or had this nudging just like stop and pray in the middle of a possibly uncomfortable or maybe not the place where we should be praying, like at church, you know, it could be a grocery store, it could be somebody's home, it could be uh, just a a place where there's just been an urge and a a nudging to just pray. Pray for somebody, pray with somebody in their presence, stop and pray for somebody that's happening in the world or a person or something I want to encourage you I I, I need you to we need to hear this from the Lord there's a really 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 good chance like probably 99.99% chance that's not you that's God urging you the Holy Spirit nudging you to pray recognize that because honestly If I'm honest, would you like me to be honest this morning? Okay, you be honest with me and I'll be honest with you. I'm selfish. I'm self-centered. I don't think of you as a selfish person. As me, the selfish person, I don't give a rip about you. Sorry. (laughs) No, but but the the truth is, all of us are like that. As the selfish, fleshly person, we care about who? Me. So if there's something inside of me that bubbles up, that urges, that nudges me, and it ought to be happening, okay? This, This ought to be happening, to care about somebody else, listen to somebody else, Pray for somebody else. Pray for something other than just your own selfish needs. That's more than likely God inside of you. Who is God living inside of you? What's his name? The Holy Spirit is what we would refer to him as. We, we say Jesus. Yeah, we say God the Father. I don't think they're offended when we, when we cross them up, crisscross them. I, I think they're okay with it, the Trinity. So always obey the urge to pray. It's more than likely God. And I want to be praying God's prayers more than my prayers. And I want to talk about that, how to, really, this, I think there's a, a definitely a um, I, identifiable difference between the two, my prayers and God's prayers. Does that make sense? We'll get there. We'll get there. So, so let's uh, hang on. Uh, in Jude chap, uh, chapter 1, Jude 1, there's only one chapter in Jude, um, verse 20 and 21, and I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation, which, uh, again, I, I tell you guys and I say this just to, honestly, just simply to encourage you to to, um, to look into other translations that speak God's word truthfully and, and uh, just to enhance and, and liven it up for you. Um, and then it says this, it says, but you But you, and I like these words, I don't know why I just like these words, because they kind of, it's almost like, it's like my words that I would speak, and I feel like that. You, my delightfully loved friends, constantly and progressively build yourselves up on the foundation of your most holy faith by praying every moment in the spirit. Fasten your hearts, to the love of God and receive the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who gives us eternal life. There's definitely a distinction that Jude is making, and Jude as the, the brother of Jesus. He's making this distinction of praying every moment in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the result of that is going to have a, a, a heart, my heart, your heart, as we pray in the power of the Holy Spirit our heart will be fastened will be glued to will be will be taken in by the love of god we'll actually be able to sense and feel and know and experience god's love and that's like very real um, so it's so real that, that, that I, i'm going to say i'm going to try to say it as correctly as possible it's such a real identif- identifiable thing that we Notice it when we don't sense it or feel it, right? Have you ever been in life, in a stage in life where you just don't feel God's love? Are you guys here this morning? I thought we were going to be honest with each other. I thought that was the deal. That's, but that's, that's, it could be that moment that in a place, in a stage in our life that, that we're, just, we're struggling to really get a hold of God's love, Right? Maybe we're we're just looking at things a little bit differently through through these other skewed lenses that say, well, God's love means every, I'm going to get everything I want or everything's going to go well. It's like, well, that's not. When we start looking at it that way, we'll start seeing. Well, maybe it, does God really love me? Have you ever questioned, does God really love you? At certain points in our life, though, that, that, that question, so, so what I'm getting to is that, that question is so real that we're really looking for that knowledge and that understanding and that sensing and that, that feeling of God's love in my life, of knowing it, experiencing it. And it's the Holy Spirit inside of us that's doing that, constantly pulling us, nudging us, pushing us, however He is wanting to get us to, knowing God. Paul ends ends his encouraging words, remember in uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 6, he gives us uh, what we call the description of the armor of God. The description of the armor of God, which are what? Put on, get dressed, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. The shoes—I call it the shoes of readiness. I know we might say the readiness or the shoes of peace, but isn't it really the shoes of readiness? My phone. Well, that's my iPad. Something going on there. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, And I know I've preached on this uh, a few times, but. You know, uh, I don't know, maybe we have favorite parts. <laughs> favorite uh, attire, if you will, of the armor. I know Alfonso's is the shield of faith. That's, uh, he's talked about that many times. My favorite for some reason is the shoes. I don't know why that's my favorite, because I think that there's so much depth and meaning to it that I, I just like the shoes. And I don't know why, I don't, I, it's not that I have a shoe fetish, I, I just like the idea, this concept, and it seems like it makes so much sense to me. When you have the right shoes on, you could do and be the right work. You could do that which is placed in front of you correctly. And maybe because I'm an athlete, and I grew up as an athlete, I grew up and I grew up in construction, and our shoes were the, probably the most important part of our equipment, our, 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 our uniform The most important part were your shoes. And as an athlete, I I remember, you know, if I had a good pair of cleats, which I didn't very often, so I knew when I didn't have a good pair of cleats, I was somebody that was pushed all over the field. I was somebody that slipped and fell when I should have been standing. I was going after a ball, and now I'm laying on the ground. But when I somehow got a good pair of cleats, I could actually stand. I could run faster. I could be in the presence, in the moment, I could be actually effective as an athlete, as a, as a vital part of the team, to where now I was making a contribution as opposed to just laying there as a speed bump on the field. No, it, you guys get it, so, so to me, always shoes meant something very real as a part of the attire, because it gave me that, that positioning stance to hold steady, to stand firm. And when guys would come at me, because I love defense, and they'd come at me to try to block me, you get me out of the way, so the runner would come, I'd just, I'd position myself in this stance, and they call it the breakdown stance, and you got really low and you got your foot dug in, and when you got really low and your foot dug in, they tried to block you, but you were so positioned that they hit and they bounce off you, or they go right over top of you, and then bam, I'd make the tackle. So shoes were like, ah, oh, that was, and you say, well, it's about peace. It's like, well, okay, what does that mean? The gospel of peace, being ready to preach the gospel of peace. Does that sound like, as I'm describing this uh, aggressive thing, does it sound like peace? Are you guys with me? This is not in my notes. I'm just going off on of something that's really cool. I like to, I like to talk about. Okay. If, if, you are, if you are dug in, I like that cat, if you're dug in and positioned to stand firm and stand stable, do you know what people are looking for right now more than anything? They're looking for stability and peace. With, with stability comes peace. If I'm just like, Woo-hoo, let's, hey, what if it feels good today? What are we going to do? You know? <laughs> you like that? Would you guys be like, let's follow him. No, you'd be like, that guy's a little bit off his rocker but if i'm standing up here saying you know what it's right and it's good to follow jesus because i'm going to tell you it works it's worked for my life i've surrendered my life to jesus i'm standing on jesus i'm not budging you're like oh that's what i want yeah that's what i need right and it's peace it's a peace within you that says I will not budge, and it's, it's, it's only inside that that can happen. So we gotta stand, we gotta stand, we gotta stand firm and solid, and don't be a jerk about it. <laughs> Thanks for laughing. <laughs> yeah, I think you might know what I mean if you do, then that's okay. if you don't, that's okay. In. That said it well. <laughs> I like that. The shield of faith, of course, to distinguish the fiery darts of the enemy. Shield of faith. The sword of the spirit. And he's, you know, he's referring to the word of God. <clears throat> but then he says it, he says something after this that. A lot of us just don't even look at, and it's, but it's where I want to look this morning. It says in Ephesians 6, 18, actually, all right, praying at all times in the Spirit. Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication, and to that end, keep alert with perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, Amen. Let me read to you now the difference in the Passion Translation, just so you understand why I kind of liked it and to look at it. It says, pray passionately in the spirit. Pray passionately in the spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. Pray the blessings of God upon all his saints. You know, when I pray that blessing at the end of the service, that wasn't my idea. It was God's, right? Pray the blessing, pray the blessings of God upon all his saints. So in the, the, to sum it up, Paul's saying, put on the armor of God, but, and at the end, pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. So what does that look like? What does that not look like? Praying in the Spirit means this. It means that the Spirit, listen, it means that the Spirit empowers the prayer and carries it to the Father, in the name of Jesus. The prayer has a living quality characterized by a real exchange. Something very real takes place. A real exchange. An exchange of death for life. An exchange of sickness for health. An exchange of foolish living for wise choices. An exchange for, of confusion for clarity. An exchange of depression for purpose. An exchange of chaos for peace. An exchange of loneliness for belonging. Amen? An exchange of bondage for freedom. Hallelujah. So, pray. yes, amen. Oh, yeah, real freedom. Yep, there you go. Thank you, guys. And we realize, I believe, when we are in God's presence, praying in the spirit, that it's in his presence that very true and real exchange actually takes place. Transformation takes place. I love that. So with strong encouragement to pray in the spirit, going to ask a couple questions I'll try to lighten it up but I don't think I I don't think we will I think we're going to get deeper can you identify and distinguish between praying in the flesh and praying in the spirit are you able to do you care to do you even realize there's a difference let's ask all those questions In fact, the contrast, I believe, of fleshly prayers and the Holy Spirit-powered prayers is very real and very easily recognized if you really, really, really want to see. Now, the reason I say that because I, I know myself and I know a lot of people that want answers to prayer, but not really spiritually. They don't want the spirit-powered answers to prayer. They want the answers. Sometimes we want the answers that I want them to be. So if I really, really want to see and and, and understand and identify Holy Spirit-powered prayers, I've got to truly be seeking and ask this question. Is it Thy will be done, or is it my wants, please? You guys with me? So I need to be honest about that question within myself. Do I really want His will to be done, or do I just want my wants? And when we get honest with that question, that's the place that we actually are, it's a place of, of humble surrender to God's will and say thy will be done God I want your will to be done in this situation more than I want my wants to be done that's where it gets into some deep places because I and I do have a couple of other scriptures that are really really good to to help us identify it one in James and one in Luke Um, but I want us to I feel like the Holy Spirit's wanting us to just really get real and honest about what really matters. Um, this last year has been a year that's that's uh kind of put all of that stuff front and center. You know, we we have terms in our now in our language that are so used we don't even I think the, the meaning of them has has gotten a little bit watered down. Is one is matter. What matters? Whose lives matter more? The other is essential. What is actually essential? What is non-essential? These are things that the world has helped, tried to define for us, right? And God all along has already defined it for us what really matters and what is most essential. And we've got to come back to just, the, I think the beginning of it is life or death. I'm talking real life and real death. Jesus said it in a couple places, and he said one thing that was very like, whoa, kind of hit people right in the forehead with it. said, you're afraid of these people, whether that you're going to get their approval or not. I said, but I'm going to tell you who the one you should fear. You ought to and you should be, and this is Jesus speaking, afraid of the one who has not only the power to destroy this body here on earth, but the, the power and the ability to cast your soul into hell for eternity. That matters. That's essential. That is a real thing. I think that's what matters most. (laughs) I'm just agreeing with Jesus, that's all. And so when we get to real prayers and uh, real spirit-powered prayers, I, I believe that they're going to be infused with and that's going to be a part of the conversation that God is having in the midst of you, using you in the midst of other people's lives. When I pray God's blessings on people, it's not, it may, and it usually goes, it, my thinking in it is, I believe I try to, I actually try to make every attempt to align my thinking with God's thinking is that the blessing wouldn't be just simply things of this earth, things of this world. You guys all know we have four children. Beautiful children. Love my kids with all of my heart, with everything in me. God's shown me a father's love in regards to, in relation to my father's love for them. And yet at the same time, he says, you are, that love that you have for your kids, that, that, that compares nothing to the love that I have for you. Did you know how to do good things and give good gifts to your children because you are, you, you make an attempt, feeble as it, to be a good father. And your heart is really kind of selfish and wicked. And yet you still do that. So how much more do I long to give you so many good things? And that's my thoughts for you are for good and not for destruction. And in that thought, and I need to be just very careful because I know some of us in this room, we, we struggle with and we deal with family members that are just not walking with the lord and i'm just being very it's just the reality of it what is your prayers for them what are your prayers for them is it that all things would be hunky dory would it that it would work out well for them their next job their next marriage tell you, that's fleshly prayers. I'm not going to say they're evil, they're wrong, but they mean nothing. Because what really matters is a heart that is surrendered to God, completely, totally and fully. Robin and I spent a week at Cameron and Valerie's, and constantly that was our prayer. Constantly, that was our prayer. We love where they're at. They're not walking away from God. But our prayer is that they would completely surrender wholly and wholeheartedly to God in all things and all areas of their lives. Because that's all that really matters. That's all that really matters. Amen? So that gets to a real place. I'm so, oh, go Go ahead, Kevin, go ahead. Oh, it, it, I like it, go ahead. will use whatever it takes to get our attention that's for sure amen shut your kidneys down if that's what or have issues with them they're not shut down but you're you've got issues now yeah can I can I be completely honest with you our prayers as a church when you were out running riding your bicycle around town wasn't that you would get a car or a home or a job or a wife, you know what it was? For you to get right with God. I don't want you to hit rock bottom. That's the last thing I pray for people. That, that, that's a myth. Christians, don't pray for people to hit the bottom of the rock so they could realize that's not necessary. Pray that God will get their attention, use whatever it takes to bring them to complete surrender. I know we want to say that that's like, oh, they need to hit rock bottom. I that's not in scripture anywhere. I've never read that anywhere in the Bible that God says until you hit the rock bottom, you can't come to know me. I know we use the parable of what the the uh the good uh, not uh, um the prodigal son. But in that, you know that that that's not like that's just because that was one person that doesn't that's not the recipe for all of us. Well, yeah, and we know George isn't here, but you know he's the one that needs the most slapping, and 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 he would admit it. I know, I'll, I'll tell him I talked about him. Yeah, but but what, go ahead. Yeah. All right, praise the Lord, good. It'll, it'll come back. Uh, you know, and that's what I like about, you know, as I'm speaking, God is speaking to you words and terms and, and, and ideals and stuff in your spirit that have nothing to do with what I'm, what I'm saying, right? Anybody? Yeah. I, I hope so. If you're depending on everything that I say to be your food, and your, you're in trouble. You need the Holy Spirit to give you a little extra stuff. Amen. I'll, I'll first, first to admit it—that's, amen. In James chapter four, I'm going to go through a couple of things that that actually help us to identify the fleshly prayers from spiritual prayers, spiritually powered, Holy Spirit empowered prayers. In James chapter four, verse two and three, out of the New Living Translation, he says, "You want what you don't have, so you scheme." and kill and get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you do not have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only What will give you pleasure? Here he's highlighting this very real, distinguishing, fleshly prayer. Give me what I want, God. Have have you ever, some of us have even tried this one. You try to tell God what is good for you, because you know better than God. God, you know that this would be really good for me, right? God, I need this. Have you ever tried to convince God that what you need is good for you? Come on. Yeah. Oh, you make him laugh really hard. Yeah, but <laughs> totally, uh, just a little bit, just a little bit, So. Yes. Some of the stuff in the Bible is almost comical. It's almost like they could, they could, if they were to read it word for word from a comedian standpoint and try to do, it it would, it would work. It'd get lost because it's like that's really what it's saying. Yes. Well, you know, it's once, not, not all, of our needs. all of our needs, you know, and, and uh, um, the reason I'm even bringing this scripture up is because it's, it's just simple to, uh, to, to see, it's plain and right in front of us, that the, 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 the distinguishing difference between wants and needs, and the, the things that we want, if we're, if we're not careful, we'll go after those wants, and he says it in a, in a really just like blasting way, You're jealous of people that have because you don't have it. Not only that, you you kill, you scheme, you, you, you steal, you find ways to get it for yourself. And all along, all you need to do is just simply ask God. Ask God. Give God the actual place of God in your life. And guess what? you ever had a parent that said no? And you say, why can't I have it? And what do they say? Because <laughs> I said so. That's why. that's why, and that's it. That's enough. I, I, you may say, well, gosh, doesn't that sound like God doesn't know? Actually, God knows. Sometimes no from him has got to just be good enough. Because he actually, actually, really truly, genuinely does love you as his child. And if God gave you everything that you wanted, he would not be full of love. That would not be God. He would not be himself. So yes, this does get very simple in this, this understanding that I need to align myself with the will of God. I need to truly seek God's will for my life. I need to seek God's will for my, the people in my life that I love, You know that, that so much so that that's the desire, that's the avenue, that's the place that I should be praying for them. And when we do that, when we align ourselves with God's will for my life and for other people's lives in my life that we love and we care about, then we find ourselves praying in the power of the Holy Spirit, because that's what God is. God is into doing His will on earth as it is in heaven using you to be a tool, a vessel, a part of that, a hand, a foot, a mouthpiece to do His will on earth as it is in heaven. So it all comes down to it. It makes so much sense to be praying the will of God into my life, into people's lives. Seeking the will of God, the actual will of God. It does require a really strong desire to be honest, it's, it's a, it's, and it's a challenge. I'm going to be the first to admit it. It's a challenge to just be about the will of God and not my own wants. In Luke chapter 18, and this is another fleshly prayer I wanted to identify, I felt like this was a good one, and I think we got time to at least hit it. And you know, I wanted, there's a couple little stories. Luke chapter 18, starting in verse 9, says Jesus told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. So he goes to tell this parable. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus. In fact, the wording in some of the translations, which reads, I think, more correctly, prayed thus unto himself. In other words, he really wasn't talking to God. God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector here. I fast twice a week. I give all my tithes. But the tax collector, standing afar off, would not even lift his eyes up up to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, you sinner. Jesus says, I tell you that this man went down to his house justified, rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. That's so clearly defined in scripture, Jesus giving us instruction of how to pray correctly in the spirit in fact, next week I would like to discuss and talk about what Jesus said is a recipe, a description, an outline for our prayer. Call it the disciples' prayer, some call it the, the Lord's prayer. I'd, like to, I'd really like to dissect that because I believe if, if Jesus is saying this is how you should pray, maybe it's how we should pray. It's a good idea, right? I, I would like to... Um, I would like to note. I'd like to note something. I read a bunch of articles this week on, and I thought maybe I'd get some good insight into how to pray in the Holy Spirit. Um, and depending on which flavor of denomination or which twist that that person wrote is has how it was spun, and that was good. And, I, and then I, it kind of dawned on me and realized as I'm praying and giving. You know, am kind of looking into some, maybe getting a little more insight into I I think the Holy Spirit said (laughs) I don't have, he kind of said it in this way he "If if there is a ABC123 recipe to do it exactly right doesn't that put me in a nice tight little box to where this is how it needs to be done and, it, and I realized that that as God was saying that to me as I was looking for like I said answers of how to pray in the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit was saying don't look for answers outside of me and then I, I, I as I'm going through this and I'm listening and I'm I caught myself doing something all week, and I caught myself, and I, just because I was intentional about it and I realized I've done this a lot, not just this week, but I've done it a lot in my Christian life and Christian walk, is, is I just, I, I, I listened. I listened to God. But here's what I did something, and I want you to understand this. This, is, I believe, is is part of, and I think it's an integral part, a vital part of praying in the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. I listen to people. And and when you stop and listen to people, where they're at, where they're coming from, what they're going through, and then at the same time you're listening to God, the Holy Spirit inside of you, and you're making yourself available and able, and, and you don't have to have the right words. Please, that will that will always stop you, because that's why I said there shouldn't be a recipe, one, two, three, do this, say this, you know, say these little chants, or or, or do this little dance, or speak in a tongue this way or that way. If you do that, then, then I believe you're going to miss all the opportunities that are right in front of you on a daily basis to actually pray in the power of the Holy Spirit, be used by God in the power of the Holy Spirit in the midst of situations that God is saying I want to use you right here right now. Well, but it's not in the right place. Always obey every urge to pray. I There was a really neat brother, bless you. Have a great day. Love you, Michael. Proud of you. I don't know why he gets me emotional every time. You see that man? That's, uh, always obey every urge to pray. Father God, we just thank you for Michael the work you're doing in that young man's life. Thank you for how you so beautifully revealed yourself to him, what it took to get him to surrender to you, we are okay with. And we ask that you use him right now, even today, as he greets, as he smiles. May it be your smile and your greeting as he blesses people in that store, may it be your blessing. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. TJ Maxx. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
5: Yeah. uh pickup stops. One of the first pickup stops I did this week, it was on a Thursday morning. I was by myself. Sweet older lady. She had a bunch of stuff inside the house. And go inside and started just chatting with her, talking with her and listening to her. She had a couple couches. One was good, one was not. I had to turn down the one and could take the other. Started discovering and listening again listening to where she was coming from, where she was going. It was obvious she was moving. She had stuff in boxes, and she was trying to empty this massive house. Lost her husband about a year ago. Started telling me this story about how she remarried a husband, a previous husband that she was married to way back, about 40 years ago. They divorced, he got married again, and then and then she died, and then she came back into the picture and remarried him, and now it's, they were together the last 10 years, and then she, he just passed away, and she's telling me, and she said, and I'm going to Hawaii. I'm just going to go there, and I don't have a place to go. I don't have a place to stay. I have some friends there, but I'm just selling the house and moving back to Hawaii. Yeah, it sounded... Great, yeah, I know, <laughs> I was like, that's... But I could tell, and as I was listening, there was stuff in her voice, there was something, there was a little tinge, there was little nuances that there was pain, and there were aches, and there was there was, there was um, unsettled stuff that she was dealing with that I didn't know, but I knew because I knew. You guys get it, right? So I, and she, and I, I was, I was by myself, so I, I'm doing this whole couch thing by myself, and she's got this big rug, and trying to like tackle these things, and, 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 and I don't know if you noticed or not, but I'm getting a little older. I did well, I did fine, I did, but I was like, and then you have a mask on, and I'm like, kind of like starting to like, oh gosh, I, like, uh, I'm listening having a hard time catching my breath. I'm like, gosh dang it. Anyway, she goes, sit down. And I'm like, ah, okay. (laughs) Said, this is a moment. I just said, okay. I said, I got a busy schedule, but okay. And I sat down and we talked some more. And (laughs) the Holy Spirit said pray for her and so I asked permission because I you know I don't ask your permission I just pray for you but I I needed to ask her permission can I pray for you and she just like oh my gosh I thought she floated off the couch I literally thought she like rose up and floated and just like yes please would you And, and and so I that urge to pray, I obeyed. And the Holy Spirit came over that prayer. It was so Holy Spirit-powered that in that moment of me obeying just simply the Holy Spirit, because my flesh was what, saying what? I'm tired, I could barely breathe, I got a stupid mask on, and I got a busy schedule, but I obeyed the Holy Spirit. I'm giving all the credit to God. I had nothing to do with it, honestly, because I started opening my mouth to pray. And I didn't know what to pray for her, but I prayed a Holy Spirit-powered prayer. And it was real. It was effective. I could tell. I could sense in the spirit that, that the faith that God was giving me for the words that I didn't even know I was saying were actually happening, actually happening. That's, there's no recipe for that except what? Always obey the urge to pray and trust that God will give you the words if you don't know what to say. Oh, that was a cute little line, right? Really, honestly, please. I'm urging you to be available. Be willing. Be okay. Let me ask you a question. That's the last one. What real risk is there in putting all things on God? Nothing and yet everything. Seriously. No, and I mean that, because I did the same thing. There's no risk whatsoever. Just put it all on God. And then God said, but it's all. It takes all of you to do it. You remember the phrase that the Holy Spirit gave me a, a few weeks ago? And it's like one that's been like stuck in my brain. And it was this. God is doing all the work in you and through you, but it requires all of you to do it. God is the one that does all the work in you and through you. You get no credit whatsoever, other than you know he is keeping tabs. But it requires all of you, all of you, for it to be done. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. that Well, I'll 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 uh, reiterate, but also imp- emphasize a little bit, and <laughs> let me. He said, I realize I give everything to God, but I also take it back. So let me tell you how you can identify you do that, is use the word again. I'm giving it to you again. If you say again, guess what you've done? At some point when you gave it to him, at some point you picked it up and took it back, so you have to do it again. So just give it to him and let it go. It takes everything and yet nothing. Always obey the urge to pray. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. Very simply, I'm going to say this last thing. Ask, ask, ask. Ask God in the name of Jesus, by the power of His Spirit, give me a heart that cares. Give me the words to speak, to pray for those in my life. In Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your good, good work in us and through us. We thank you and give you glory, honor, and praise. We lift your name, Jesus, as the name above all names. And when we invoke and Infuse your name, Jesus, into every situation. We know, we trust, we believe that you have the capability, you have the love, the desire to do something amazing, to bring healing, to bring health in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Let me just stop real quick. I'm going to do something that the Holy Spirit saying to do, and this is good. I'm going to lay my hands on my brother Bosco here. I'm going to put some oil on his head. And I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to do something that only he can do. Father God, in Jesus' name, I lift up my brother Bosco to you. We speak healing and health into his entire body, into his prostate, into his lungs, to his heart, his blood, his skin, everywhere. May you bring healing and health into his complete body in the name of Jesus by the power of your spirit. Right now, you, Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, we ask that you you would do something that only you could do and heal this beautiful man that has trusted his life to you, has given his entire soul to your care. In Jesus' name, bless him with healing. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you. Hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord.
0: I'm not sure you're done.
5: Oh, well, we could, I don't know either.
0: <laughs> yeah. Usually we kind of wait till the end to have uh, our prayer time. Um, I think it's happening now. Uh, if you need to be prayed for, you have a prayer need uh, just even now. We're going to sing some songs and, and of worship and, and uh, yeah, uh, the Lord, as the Spirit touches, moves you to a place that you need to ha- be prayed for or that the Lord puts somebody else on your heart. Um, do it. Don't wait. Do it. Be obedient. Come on.
1: is for